You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And, you know, this this journey that we are all on together, known as the NFT journey, you know, we can refer to it as a roller coaster. I, I like to talk about how we have to be able to roll with the punches. There's no question that there is an element of, you know, early adoption culture, which I, I absolutely love and thrive in. But I also recognize that not everyone is used to this space and really not everyone is asking for a lot of the things that we have to kind of uh, deal with in this space. And so one of the things that I was thinking about, you know, we have been going to a, a lot of live events recently where I'm going in person speaking at events. And one of the things I hear a lot happening around me um, with those that are in NFTs or into crypto is this like desire and need or this like craving to convince um, either the haters, the naysayers, or those that are just completely confused, trying to convince them, uh, you know, to understand what we're doing or, or, or understand why this is more than a JPEG or understand that what they hear in the media isn't what, you know, the only thing that's going on. And I will tell you, <clears throat> you know, I, I understand where that comes from. Like I understand like our, our need um, to like, kind of uh, want more people in it. Right? I mean, let's, let's face it. The more you have like your friends that understand it, you know, the easier this all feels right. Nobody likes feeling as if that what they're doing is super cool, but they don't even have anyone to share it with. Right. I, I understand that side of it, but I think our oftentimes our desire or need to, kind of like change people or force people or bring people into this world oftentimes either brings them in jaded brings them in um in a way that kind of like they feel as though they're forced and you know i'll just put this question out there you know who has been forced to do something new and actually initially liked it or liked it at any point right like when you're when you're oftentimes forced to do something or forced to change or believe you're being forced right like like, I don't use the, the narrative like, um, well, if you don't embrace it now, you're really going to be screwed in five years or, you know, cryptocurrency isn't going anywhere. So stop, you know, being stuck in the past. You have to go all in now or, um, you know, you're going to miss out on being an early adopter or you're going to miss the boat. And the reason I don't use that lang language, and the reason I think, you know, this conversation is important is that, you know, it is up to all of us to to educate, to hopefully inspire, to motivate. But I will tell you that you know, rather than trying to convince people, I love giving use cases to people that get people's minds thinking or that they go, Oh, I never thought of that before. And I'm like, yeah, you know, there's lots of use cases out there. So yeah, I mean, you should definitely check it out. That's usually how I leave it. And part of that is because 
for me, forcing people or making people feel as though they're forced into this space is going to be an uphill battle, right? And I, I truly do believe that the one of the big, you know, differentiators, one of the big things here is the idea that we we must be educators, right? Educating on the how, the why, educating on security, educating on best practices, educating on use cases. But I will also say one of the other places that we can kind of uh, tackle when it comes to, uh, you know, how do we grow this community is we we have to be the kind of stewards of what we practice and what we preach in the NFT space, right? And what I mean by that is it's very easy for us to jump on Twitter and say we care about community or talk about how we want to support women-led projects or minority-led projects or or talk about, you know, this utility is our favorite type of utility. But it's even more valuable when we actually like demonstrate that, right? We actually activate it, right? When when I and I feel like I say this all the time, I'll hear someone come up to me and say, "Brian, like, let me tell you my NFT story. I heard a couple last night. So shout out to those that uh, showed up to uh, Miami NFT week. I heard some amazing stories from those that are our listeners of the podcast. And they were telling me like kind of like their journeys into NFTs and, and like some of their favorite communities. And a lot of them are NFTs that even I've never even heard before, which I think is even cooler. Like I love knowing that so many of you are, you know, on this journey, discovering, you know, new pro new projects, that you know you're using some of the methodology like the three by three process that we use or uh, the trust score. Um, you're using that and then discovering your own projects that that really kind of you know hit home for you. But you know when I when I think about the, the you know hearing about everybody's kind of scenarios, the thing I always push back at the end, not really push back, but I always advise. I'm always saying like, well, I love that story, but we need to make sure we tell that story to non NFT people, to non crypto people. We need to show them. Like some of these connections, some of these relationships, some of these people that kind of walk into our world because of what we're doing. Now, with that being said, there's also this weird kind of cross section where we have to also be very careful for who we take advice from and where we're getting our, our guidance from. And you know, I did a couple episodes ago, I talked a lot about, you know, we say do your own damn research here on the podcast, right? D Y O D R, do your own damn research. But doing your own damn research is actually much more than just researching a project, right? It's researching the founders, researching who are the other people that hold that NFT? Who's who's the person that advised me or who gave me the idea about this project? What, like, what do they care about? Like doing research on them, understanding what they're all about. And so when we think about all of these different you know, aspects of doing your own damn research, we also have to recognize, we also have to do our own research on any advice that we get. And this includes security advice. And I know a lot of people have heard me talking a lot about my, you know, the wallet uh, security. Uh, I've been doing some masterminds with some projects recently that um, brought us in to do, um, you know, ask me anything on, you know, wallet security and discord security. But I will tell you, you know, part of the reason that I don't give out a lot of security advice on Twitter or publicly is kind of twofold, right? I don't want people like, you know, when we start talking security, usually where the conversation goes is that, you know, there's like risk versus reward. And I talk about that here in the podcast a lot, 
But a lot of security professionals are more like, if you're not doing this, you are going to get exposed, right? But, which I'm not like a huge fan of scare tactics in security, and I'm also not a huge fan of giving just blind advice because we don't know everyone's scenario. We don't know everyone's uh, situation. And so I just I will tell you, and this is just kind of like, you know, this, is, this, this isn't financial advice. This isn't do your own damn research advice. This is the truth. Be very, very careful who you get security advice from, who you get financial advice from, who you get advice for, like how you're going to like align your brand or your business, because it's very easy for us to get advice from those that we either look up to or those that are our peers. Maybe they're, they're other collectors. Maybe they're other professionals in your industry. But here's a lesson that I've learned in my life. You know, I'm 40 years old now. And one of the things that I learned is that a lot of times I've taken advice from my peers, believing that, you know, they're on a similar journey than me with me and that their advice is going to be value or valuable. But unfortunately, the hard way that I had to figure out was like their version of success is not the same as mine. What they're willing to do or not willing to do is not the same as mine. And in many cases, because I want to change the world, because I want to do it my own damn way, I oftentimes either threaten people or I scare people, and then they end up giving me advice that isn't the best for me. It's the best for them. It's you know the advice that I've always getting, gotten around, Brian, just niche down. Find your niche. The riches are in the niches, Brian. You're, you're too confusing. There's too many things going on. You have so many things that are happening. And really what they're, they're saying deep down is, Brian, I could only figure out how to be successful with my niche. And because you don't have one, it scares me because that may mean that I could probably do more things, but I'm not ready to do that. So I'm going to give you this advice so that you can follow in line with me so I'm not threatened, so I'm not pushed in that way. And that advice happens in the NFT space. It happens in the cybersecurity space. It happens in projects where people will tell I heard this advice yesterday and I overheard it. So it wasn't, you know, in my circle of people, but I was sitting at a table and I heard someone behind me giving the advice of like, well, the new way of this game is that you shouldn't get into any NFT project if you're not holding five or more of that project, because the ROI, you're not going to make enough money. And I was like, man, that's such an interesting advice, right? Like, but where's that advice coming from? Like, who is that person? And who is even the person they're talking to? And how much money do they have at risk? What is their risk portfolio? Are they using money that they just, you know, lucked out and, and hit the lottery with, you know, getting early on in, in Shiba Inu? Or they maybe had a bunch of ape coin because they got some bored apes early on? Like, that, where that those advice comes from is so important. And I'll just say that, you know, when we're doing our own damn research, when we're helping talking about this space outside of our, our current ecosystem, Take it upon yourself. Take it upon, you know, like as your kind of mission. Our job is not to convince others. Our job is not to tell others what to do. I believe great storytelling inspires others. I believe powerful use cases where people can see where you started and see where it ends and then picture themselves in that story. I believe being inspired by moments or examples in your life that have changed because of what you've done. I know a lot of you listeners 
are on this journey and some of you are, are new and you're trying to catch up, you're not, you're, you're not late. I can promise you that. Some of you have been on the journey for a while, but you're still kind of waiting to pull the trigger on your first NFT. Maybe a couple have pulled their triggers on a couple NFTs, but then they realized it was getting too much. There's too many discords. I need to pull back a little bit. And you're all in the right place right now. You're all on this journey. And we are all in different scenarios, different, uh, you know, kind of, <laughs> let's just say, we are all walking on this journey together, but we're also all walking our own individual journey. And so wherever you're at in this journey of NFTs, crypto, metaverse, creator coins, I just want you to take a moment and kind of soak in the fact that you are on the journey. You're, you're taking the steps in the right direction. And whatever you choose to do, as long as you're kind of taking that approach of understanding what success matters to you, what your individual goals are, then you shouldn't have to feel like you have to compete with others. There's no reason that you need to have a certain amount of more NFTs than others. And you need to also recognize that the people that you should be listening to, the people that you should be trusting, are those that, that either understand what success means to you and like what your risk versus reward is, or you understand that no matter what advice you get, and maybe this is where we'll wrap this, you know, a little, a little shorter episode for those that have been craving the shorter episodes. No matter what advice you get, no matter where you discover, you know, the, the research that kind of, you know, kind of gives you that aha moment, make sure that you take a step back and you put it into your strategy, into your version of success. I am neurodivergent. I have ADHD and dyslexia. Whenever I would see a news article or something, a blog post that said, Five, you know, five reasons billionaires get up before 6 a.m. I'm like, well, guess I'm not going to become a billionaire because uh, I hate mornings. And that's a very easy way to kind of look at that. But the truth is what I needed to do is I, I went and read the reasoning for all those billionaires getting up before 6 a.m. And I started to recognize they're like, oh, these billionaires like having that alone time. These billionaires think for them their brain operates the best right out of the, after they get up out of bed. For a lot of these billionaires, they weren't getting inundated with phone calls or emails at those early, early hours, so it gave them like that headspace that they needed. Well, guess what? That's what happens for me after 11 p.m. Because I'm a night owl. I do a lot of my best work after hours. But guess what? I, it's because I don't have to worry about email or Discord or notifications. And it's also because I know I get that like second, third wind late at night and that's where I thrive. So in a weird way, being a billionaire isn't written off because I don't get up at 6 a.m. in the morning. Rather, it's the idea that we have to look at the principles. We have to look at the advice. We have to look at the, the why of what all of that is. And then we need to turn it back to us and say, how does that fit in our world? As someone that's neurodivergent, I've learned the hard way. I don't want to convince people or make people operate in my world. And I can already tell you, it's hard for us, those of us where our brains aren't built like everyone else's, to just operate in the real world the way that everyone else does. But here's what I've found, is that I'm going to adjust my world. I'm going to change things that I can change. And then I'm going to communicate, I'm going to communicate and I'm going to be transparent with those that are not like me 
so that they understand why I'm doing something, how I'm doing something. And then ultimately, I'm going to step into what I believe my version of success is and my way of doing things and create the world that I want to live in. So for all those listening, you're on the journey. I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited that you're listening to the podcast. I want to thank you for for sharing it out. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode as we move forward on this journey to 365. If you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, we do have a lot of the videos from the podcast as well as some custom videos on some of the topics over on our YouTube. You can just search NFT365 on the YouTubes and it'll pop up. But I just want to say thank you. Thank you for where you're at. Thank you for, for listening and having an open mindset and a, and a willingness to shift your perspective. And then hopefully, together, we're going to shift others' perspective. Till tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers.